Hi, my name is Sydney Mitchell. Hi, I'm Matthew Brickman, Florida Supreme Court mediator. Welcome to the Mediate This podcast, where we discuss everything mediation and conflict resolution. What was interesting when I went to the Alimony Reform Conference is so many of the people that were upset with these lifetime alimony uh, awards, number one, they were by contract. So that means that they created that and agreed to it, either prenuptial, postnuptial, or mediation. They were not, uh, while their agreement became an order of the court, it was not an order from the court. It was not that they argued and a judge said, okay, I'm hitting you with lifetime and you can't modify it and haha, sucker, get out of here. And now that person years later is wanting to retire and they can't retire because they've got this lifetime obligation that they can't modify. Well, you've got to go look at the statute and the statute does not say that lifetime alimony is non-modifiable. In fact, it actually says it can be modified. Well, so how did you end up getting non-modifiable lifetime alimony? By agreement. Because a judge can't order it. That's reversible error. So wait a second. You're pissed off at the agreement that you entered into? Well, why did you enter into that agreement? That's a bad deal. I don't know. You know, maybe they traded something in equitable distribution. Um, I was telling you about the one mediation. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll let the listeners in on this one. Mediation I had years ago where the husband was the big earner. Let's go back to our million 40,000, right? Okay. Let's reverse it back to husband's making a million, right? And it's his own company. And this was back when alimony was tax deductible. He's looking for any, like, like a lot of people looked at um, alimony um, like a tax shelter. <laughs> you know, it's like, is that a tax shelter? Can I use that to my advantage? Oh, I could write all of that off? No problem. In fact, let's make all of it alimony, none of it child support. Let's just call it all alimony. And of course, the wife or the mom wouldn't want it all called that because she's got to pay taxes on it. It's not free money, whereas child support was. But he was looking basically for a tax shelter. And he was younger and he was like, and and he actually was one of the few that was like, I know that I have exposure. I know that I'm going to be paying a long time. I don't care. Because he had the mentality of, I need a tax shelter. I've got this booming business. I'm buying her out basically. So fine. Well, fast forward years later, I have him back in mediation. Well, for what? Well, he's remarried and his wife, his new wife, is pissed off that there's this <laughs> lifetime obligation to pay her all this amount of money because she's looking at it as that's taken away from our family, which is true. Well, I'll give it to her, fine. But here's the deal. Now he's wanting to retire, which means he doesn't need that tax shelter anymore. The problem, though, was... At the time, years ago, he was like, I'll be running this company till the day I die. I ain't getting remarried. Marriage sucks. I'm getting divorced. I'm never doing this again. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I can write all that off. That's a business write-up. Absolutely. So he signed that contract. It's a contract. And he put the term in there, non-modifiable. Okay. Well, now he wants to change it. Okay, well, if you had just, like, his worst day in court would have been lifetime modifiable. The judge can't do non-modifiable. So what I what I heard at this conference was so many of the people in there had a lifetime non-modifiable term in there. Well, as a mediator, I'm going, but the statute provides that you can modify. Why do you have a non-modifiable term? Answers were all over the board. You know, they bought out an equitable distribution over time. Um, and they agreed to those terms. And so my job as a mediator is not to give legal advice. My job is to give information. And I tell people, Rhea, you may like what I tell you. You may not like what I tell you, but I will not not tell you something. You choose not to settle. You choose to go in front of a judge. Something goes sideways and you're like, oh. Why didn't somebody warn me? Mm-hmm. I'm that yellow blinking light going, warning, warning, like here's your possibility. So in my mediations, I'm not there to give them legal advice, but I'm there to say, okay, what you know, well, let's look at the statute. And I, I can't say the statute says and you need to, but I give information. So I'm like, let, let's go on a field trip. Let's look at the statute. And we look at the statute and it says, okay, lifetime. Well, first off, there has to be a factual finding. Okay. And the court has to see that the other forms of alimony or a combination of the other forms are inappropriate. And then it could, because it says may, could be lifetime, but it doesn't say it's non-modifiable. It says it can be modified. So, all right, now that you have all that information, you're free to make your own decision. And Rio, I've never had anybody that voluntarily said, sign me up for non-modifiable lifetime. I have had non-modifiable durational. And the reason for that is because they may negotiate a lower amount. If we go back and look at our chart, remember it was about 19.5, right? Or what they would say is 19.5. All right, so let's see. So what did we say? It was a 20-year marriage? Yeah, 20-year marriage. So potentially it could be a longer duration, depending, right? It could be more than 20 years. But fine, they negotiated maybe instead of 20. No, it was 19.5 plus child support. So it was about $20,000. So maybe instead of nineteen five a month, I'll give you thirty a month, but for ten years, and I'll make it non modifiable. So they buy themselves out of potentially lifetime, even modifiable, but lifetime. Buy your exposure. I'll give you more. Like I will front load your alimony. And I'll give you a term that you will never get by statute in order to limit my potential exposure. 
there's so many different reasons for why someone might do that. And I've had that where they have put in a non-modifiable term. I've never had non-modifiable lifetime. Yeah. So you're saying essentially non-modifiable lifetime alimony is usually something someone agreed to in exchange for something else. Like, but, but maybe, so one possible scenario is the instant gratification of, well, I don't have to pay so much right now up front. I'll trade it for, oh, hey, and, you know, instead of me giving you all this up front, <laughs> instead of you getting, you know, a house, car, and kids, and every, all, all the things that I could possibly give you up front, let me have some of that. I'll just pay you for the rest of your life. Well, and, and, and you know what? I would imagine, I haven't seen it, but I would imagine, let, let, let's stick with our scenarios. Everyone just sticks to the same number, same scenario. Let's say that alimony is 19.5. Okay. Right? So you know what? Maybe they say instead of potentially 19.5 for lifetime, I'll agree, you know, and, and, and it's not, and, and it's modifiable. And they're like, no, 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 I want more or less or whatever. But they agree, look, I'll give you 10, but for life and not modifiable. I mean, people people contract to do things all day long. You agree to a lesser amount and make it lifetime. And and look, on the other side, you've got to, you know, as a mediator, I I, I have to look at both sides. You know, for him, he would be buying a lesser amount, even though it's longer and it's locked in. For her, you know what? She's getting a certainty for bills and expenses, and she's getting finality without having to pay her attorney for a chance, not to mention in a court, it would be modifiable, right? And she's buying. And so, you know, and, and here's the other thing for the receiver, let's say that he's Let's say that he's the one making a million. She's making 40. She wants alimony. It is 100% her burden to prove her need, not hard. Your Honor, here's my bills and my expenses. Like, here's my need. But she also has to prove his ability. He doesn't have to defend this. She has to prove. If she can't prove his ability for 19.5, she's not getting it. She has to prove that. That's a huge burden that comes with a huge expense. That means that she's having to pay her attorney tens of thousands of dollars. And most likely, not only, you know, in, in a big money case like that, not only are they paying their attorneys, they're most likely paying forensic accountants. Mm-hmm. Those are, you know, seven to 10,000 just to get started. Um, and they are probably paying well, she's she's paying her attorney, and not only is her attorney going to be requesting discovery, going, give me all your bank accounts, give me everything, but just a CYA, they're probably going to be sub- filing subpoenas just to make sure they got them sh- all of them straight from the bank, the lending institution. I mean, it's costly. And so for her to be like, okay, I may take a little bit less. I won't have my exposure or my burden. I mean, people do strange things in their negotiations all day long. Um, It's yeah. I mean, or, or yeah, you know what, just, just like you said, he may want to keep more of the toys and pay her a bigger amount because he doesn't want to refinance the home. You know, I mean, right now, as we sit here right now, People are getting creative 
and buying people out of other things because they don't want to refinance because their home is at 3%. And right now, if they're going to refinance, they're at 7 and now, if and, and, and what's interesting is they can afford the mortgage where it is. If they have to refinance, then you know what? They can't even keep it because the monthly amount, it's sort of like a lot of people do not go into a dealership going, all right, I need to find the $20,000 cars because I know I can afford that. They're going to go and they're going, I want this car. And what do they ask? Not what's it, you know, not how much is it? What's my monthly payment? It's the same thing we deal with is, you know what? Not, okay, over over this much time, how much am I going to give them? No, what's my monthly payment? And so, you know, can I afford? And that's why it's need versus ability to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other things that we have, um, one of the other things that we have at our disposal, um, and we've got a lot at our disposal in mediation to help people figure this out, is we have an alimony present value buyout. So we could put in there and say, okay, well, let's say, for example, that it's 19,005, right? And then how many months? So let's just say that, um, let's just say that he said, look, I'm not paying you a dime longer than this marriage, right? 20 years. So that's what? Um, uh, 20 years times 12 months. That's 240 months, right? So that's a present value after tax is $4,718,751,000 buyout. Uh, and that gets paid when? Well, may, maybe, maybe he wants to pay it up front. Maybe he wants, or maybe he wants to give her the home and all of his equity as part of this buy down to lower the monthly or negotiate the potential exposure for how long it is. Again, most, I mean, if we, if we look at Florida law and the statute, lifetime non-modifiable is not part of the statute. So if someone's got a non-modifiable term, most likely they negotiated that in their, in their, in their final settlement. They agree to it. And you've got to look at their entire agreement to understand why. And you may not see it because it's not explicitly written. I am giving this in exchange for, right? And being that we don't have to produce all of these charts and stuff in their settlement agreement, you're not going to see, okay, well, there was an unequal distribution. You know, we may say, hey, he's awarded the home and there's no equitable distribution buyout, we don't get to see all these things. It'll say, you know, he's taking his debt, she's taking her debt, he's getting this asset, she's getting this asset, and then here's the alimony amount. Okay. So, yeah. So, in other words, you don't ever see something in in writing where it says, Chad traded this for non-modifiable lifetime alimony. It's just you have to look at the entire document, and if you do it well enough, you'll find out that there was something of great value, at least to Chad, that <laughs> in which he was willing to trade for non-modifiable. Because that's selling his soul. Yeah. Now, now, Rio, um, and, and 
the people that listen to this that have had me as their mediator and the people that listen to this that are going to get me as their mediator, I am all about not what you want to do, but why do you want to do it? Because people can get positioned in a negotiation. People can get very positioned in what I want. So I always... I always talk about uh, the game Hungry, Hungry Hippo, right? The little hippos in the marble, kids game. That's mediation. That's most divorces. Um, sometimes that's a lot of marriages, just the marriage itself, where you go in with a consumer mentality. You know, if I did that with my wife, we would already be divorced, I would tell you. If I went into our marriage going, well, I need this to feel, to, to feel fulfilled, Right. And she's going, well, I need this to feel fulfilled. Okay, I can give you that for the rest of my life. No, I can't. I'm not. I'm not built like that. I'm human. I'm going to fail. And as soon as I don't meet her demand or her need, guess what? Resentment, entitlement, conflict. And then guess what? I stopped doing. Well, if you're not going to meet mine, I ain't meeting yours either. <laughs> consumer mentality and the whole thing falls apart we crash the plane no wonder half of them fall out of the sky right but if i go into it going all right what do you need i can give that to you well, what do you need yeah i can give that to you okay well we can actually create value and if i'm always giving to her and then she's always giving to me which means i'm always giving to her which means she's always giving to me neither of us are without mm-hmm that's not most mar- marriages, most relationships. And it certainly is not a divorce. A divorce is hungry, hungry hippo. Resources are scarce. Emotions are high. I'm going to hit that hippo as hard and as fast as I can to grab as many marbles as I want. Now, at the end of it, okay, how many marbles did you get? Did you get everything you wanted? Sometimes people get stuff they don't even care about, but they got it. And it's like, okay, now what? Well, you got it. Okay, we had 18 marbles. You each get nine. Did you get everything you wanted? No, not really. And then you, and then what happens is subliminally, Rio, we leave things of value still sitting on the negotiation table because we didn't talk about what, or all we did is talk about what. We didn't talk about the why behind the what. And I've given the the analogy before in mediation, and I think I've done on one of my podcasts where we talk about the lemon. Where, you know, husband and wife are getting divorced, they're arguing over the lemon. I want the lemon, I want the lemon. Well, I found, I, you know, I'm the one that found the house. Well, I'm the one that put most of the down payment. Well, I'm the one that, you know, went to Lowe's and bought the tree. Well, I'm the one that planted it. Well, I'm the one that keeps watering it. They get lemons, they can't figure it out. They go in front of a judge. Judge goes, you have one lemon, the two of you cut it and have get out. And on the way out to the parking lot, husband turns to the wife and goes, would you want the lemon for it? Well, I wanted the pulp. I was going to make lemonade. What'd you want it for? Well, I wanted the rind. Oh, well, if we had talked about why we wanted it, we would have created value. You would have gotten a hundred percent of what you were looking for instead of getting 50% of what you don't care about. Mm. Occasionally, Sydney and I will be releasing Q&A bonus episodes where we will answer your questions and give you a personal shout out. If you have a comment or question regarding anything that we discuss, email us at info at iChatMediation.com. That's info at iChat, I-C-H-A-T, Mediation.com. And stay tuned to hear your shout out and have your question answered here on the show. 
For more information about my services or to schedule your mediation with me, either in person or using my iChat mediation virtual platform built by Cisco Communications, visit me online at imediating.com. Call me at 561-262-9121, toll free at 877-822-1479, or email me at mbrickman at iChatMediation.com.